you should get the Muppets together and listen to Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's James, reporting live from Hello. New York. Hello. And John. Hello. Reporting live from the general Midwest area, as we have been for the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. Who is your favorite Muppet, and why? I mean, it, it's just got to be Kermit, you know? Does it? He's the everyman. He's the frontrunner. Accurate. Or are you going to pick Elmo, Big Bird? No, Better Big Muppets Bird is a too. Mac. <laughs> oh, Big Bird's a Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a suit, right? Yeah. He's a suit that a yeah. man stands inside, and he's got the technology in there to be able to operate Big Bird. Therefore, Big Bird is a Gundam. That's a really yeah. big hand, RJ. Instead of really big. <laughs> he's one. He's a, right. a big bird's a marionette. They just have like seven people using two by fours. Yeah. Um. See, and I'm a little torn because like Grover is a classic. Grover's a classic pick. But like, Kermit's good. Kermit's. Kermit's a solid choice. I, I game recognize game with Kermit. He is the heart and soul of the Muppets. Is it cheating if I pick Yoda? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Is it? Because it is. It was it. Oh no! I was gonna say it. It was built by Jim Henson, but it was voiced by Frank Oz. I mean, they were collaborators on all, all the Muppet stuff. Frank Oz is yeah. the voice of Miss Piggy, so. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I can. That's funny. I can hear the symbol. Wow! I'm never not going to be able to hear just a little bit of Miss Piggy now and Yoda. <laughs> yep. Just a little bit. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking the only two recognized brands of Muppets here are the Muppets proper and the Sesame Street Muppets. Okay. But that might be a little exclusive. No, I think it's fair, because otherwise you got to start taking into consideration Fraggle Rock, uh, Dark Crystal, Emmett Otter. Ooh, I think Emmett Otter's technically my favorite Muppet. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Apparently I have much to learn about the extended Muppet universe. We all do. I mean, that's assuming any... Mm, actually, now that you mention it, there's, I think there's a difference between Jim Henson's Creature Workshop and a Muppet. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nix Emmett Otter. He was more of a marionette. Hmm. And com- combined marionette Muppet. Depending does on Big the Bird scene. even count then? Big Bird Do wouldn't it, does count. It, does it like have to be a hand puppet? I think yes. Okay. I am going to go with Oscar the Grouch. Solid. That is a good one. He has Why? much wisdom. <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, my, yes. my grandparents have a book, literally, the, uh, like, basically the wisdom of Oscar and Big Bird. Oh. 
And it's like the guy who played both of them for a long while, like wrote a little book, um, like the lessons he learned playing them. So yeah, we got Kermit, sweet. we got Oscar. It's all on you, James. Okay. Um. So, I don't know if this is technically cheating as well, but it's technically a duo, it's two. But I would make a strong case you can't really have one without the other. Um. It's Statler and Waldorf. Ooh. I I really like. I really like those guys. Um, yeah, I'd count them as one Muppet. Yep. Yeah, I think I think every theater in the country should have a box for them just in case they ever decide to stop by and watch a show. Um, I was a little worried you were going to say Ernie and Bert, and I would argue you can absolutely separate those two. You can absolutely. I think you can very much separate Ernie and Bert because they're so distinct, right? Like they're much more distinct personalities and looks like I, I can't even really remember like is Statler the one who is like shorter with a rounder head? Um, I can't even. Really, I, I feel bad. I believe like, they always appear in the same order. I think of Statler than Waldorf. Yeah, Statler is the shorter one, um, and Waldorf is the taller one. Um, it looks like. Yeah, I, I really, I really like those two. I think they're like really funny. Um, just the idea of like two old guys just kind of making jokes and stuff like that. They're not um, just two old guys. They're critics. Are they? At, yeah. That's okay. Role. So they, they are actually supposed to be like they're critics. They're not like critics. Okay. I didn't know if they were supposed to just be two old guys who like had box seats and they always made fun and they, they were like critics, uh, but like informally, I didn't know they were like formally supposed to be critics. As, as my understanding of, um, Muppet lore goes they're supposed to actually be critics that's so funny and then Scooter's the tech guy for the production Sam the Eagle is the American spirit <laughs> Fozzie's a comedian Miss Piggy is a singer slash diva Kermit is the stage manager slash front man Gonzo is um, the um, uh, da, 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 not special effects he's the stunt man Hmm. So, are they all supposed to be based off like showbiz type people then? To a degree. Is that... Okay. I mean, Wolf is the piano player for like lounge singer piano player. Hmm. Um, the Swedish Chef is a cooking show, obviously. Then, Honeydew and Beaker are science show slash uh, prop construction. Then, of course, you got the in-house band with. The, uh, Dr. Teeth and the, um, oh, what's the band name? It's the Electric something. Teeth. And the Electric Mayhem. Yeah. It, it's all very much like, and it's one of those things that kind of varies a little bit with the, um, stage show versus, like, television versus movie. But yeah, they're all, they all generally serve some function on the team. Hmm. That's funny. That's I do like Sam the Eagle as well. I really like his look. Um, I like his catchphrase. What is it? I didn't know he had That's a catchphrase. The American way. <laughs> this is the British way. Yes, <laughs> the best instance of it is in a Muppet's Christmas Carol because he says it. And they're like, no, 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 no. this is in Britain. <laughs> 
Honestly, <laughs> most of my Muppets context comes from the Muppets Christmas Carol. I remember I I watched I would watch like some Muppet shows. Um, do you know Quentin Tarantino is in a Muppets movie? I believe it. Um, I think he's in like the Muppets like Wizard of Oz or something. I think um, I think, but I could be wrong. Um, I remember watching the Muppets. Uh, is it Treasure Island? Yeah. Um, like Cabin Fever one. Yes. Yeah, that is the that's that one. Um. There's Muppets Take um, Manhattan, the Muppet movie, um, Muppets in Space. Muppets Take Manhattan? James, you're in danger. <laughs> oh my god, maybe I'll get to finally meet them. Because <laughs> that was back in like, the 80s, 90s, like everybody went to Manhattan. Everyone's got Manhattan, dude. Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, I thought that movie was recent. Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan dinosaurs there was the animated dinosaurs one where the dinosaurs go to manhattan um that was like that's like a really old one though king kong (laughs) (laughs) king kong he does that he went to manhattan i I didn't know michael kane was in the muppets christmas carol i don't think i've ever seen this he's scrooge i did not i did not know that um (laughs) You gotta watch it. It's got one of the worst Muppets of all time. Which one? Uh, in the during the section with the Ghost of Christmas Future, when the um, when they're like his Scrooge's house is ruined and they're selling off like everything, the curtains and all that stuff. There's like a weird, gross spider Muppet. Oh, the spider guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that spider Muppet. No, don't. No, don't. Actually, don't. <laughs> Kill with fire. <laughs> the thing was massive too. Like it's not like it was like a, it wasn't a like Gonzo or Kermit sized spider muppet. The thing was like as big as a person. It's probably oh. also a Gundam. Probably actually. <laughs> Fun fact: yeah, it's the like... stage version of Oscar is a Gundam. Oh really? Well, they were touring live shows for Sesame Street, and in them, Oscar the Grouch is carried around in his garbage can by a. Uh, by a uh, like garbage man on roller skates, <laughs> dude. Okay, you know what I think they should do? I think they should remake. I don't know for some reason. Um, the the talking about the spider muppet being very human sized made me think of um. Have either of you seen the Ghost in the Shell movie? Not the live action, but the original. Oh. No. Dang. Well, then this joke and or analogy is going to fall flat but I think they should just totally reanimate um, the original Ghost in the Shell movie but just every replace every character with Muppets but it's still animated <laughs> like it's still an anime but it, they're all Muppets uh, Question: <laughs> is this animated everyone... like uh, Muppet Babies animated or are Muppets or is it like the rest of everything else is animated but the Muppets are just like green screened in oh no, no, no. This is animated like like the like look up like a clip or like a still from like Ghost in the Shell original. It's all animated like that, but they're all Muppets. Okay. Like done in that question. Stock. Yes. Which would be worse? It's Ghost in the Shell, but all the characters okay. have been replaced with Muppet versions. Or it's Ghost in the Shell, but one character has been replaced with a Muppet. Oh, like, it's a real I think physical you mean... puppet. 
green screened into the rest of the movie. <laughs> RJ, I think you mean which one would be better? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Okay, I'm still going to go with the first one where they're all animated as Muppets because I think that'd just be really funny if it was done like, like if someone really committed to that. But I do think like um, if one of the main characters was just converted to a Muppet um, and then green screened like in, that would be... That would be pretty good. I think that I think you could make that work. I don't know how well it would work, but I still think you could do it. Um. <laughs> See, one of my fa- like one of my favorite things that TV shows will do, comedy ones in particular, like when they've been long running, is the Muppet episode. Community has a Muppet episode. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow did an episode where like they did a bunch of different genres, and one of them was Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I I don't think um like Mission Impossible, think... but Tom Cruise is a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is normal. That's but he's Muppet sized awesome. and that's is a Muppet. Oh so good. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> he's lowering down on the lasers, and the drip of water is going down, but like it hits his nose and it's absorbed by the foam. Yeah, and there's so much. <laughs> There's so much footage of, there's so many shots usually of him running and him doing that Muppet run would be amazing. (laughs) Where they're just bobbing up and down. (laughs) That would, RJ, that's actually a winning idea. You should. He jumps off the train and it's the full, like, Muppet on strings, like, legs and arms are way too splayed out. (laughs) I feel like I've seen something like this before. I I can't. Someone's had to do something where it's like an action movie parody, even just like a short where it is like Muppets. But I mean, there was that um, what was that Muppet movie or that puppet movie a few years back with Melissa McCarthy? Oh, the, uh, she's a cop. Happy Time Murders. Yeah, the Happy Time Murders. Yeah, but that's like we're talking like that like was no that was done for laughs and wasn't funny. This will be funny. <laughs> No one, and the thing is, too, I think with the Tom Cruise thing is no one should acknowledge that he's a Muppet. Oh, yeah, no. Treated like Like a... Like, he gets shot, and he's... There's, like, fake blood bleeding, like, coming out of the shoulder. (laughs) Just stuffing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's treated still like he's a real person. Um... I think think that'd be really funny. Um, I think that's actually... ditch him for the kiss. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listen. <laughs> We're gonna need you to kiss the puppet, like pretend it's Tom Cruise. You know, it Imagine, looks like Tom. It, I mean, it kind of yeah. looks like Tom Cruise. It's got the one front tooth. Like, hey, hey! All right, we came here to pitch a movie, not not to make fun of a uh, of a man. All right, RJ. Yeah, what Tom Cruise do to you? Yeah, what did Tom Cruise do? He to made you? a sequel to Top Gun after saying he wouldn't make a sequel to Top Gun. Hey, well, n- none of us are perfect, are they? Then he needs to stop pretending he is. He's not pretending, That's, does he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interpreting but, both these comments as James doesn't think he's pretending, and John doesn't think he needs to stop. <laughs> no, I mean, is he pretending he's perfect or? Uh, like criticize Scientology in front of him and see how many fists to the face you take. Well, criticize yeah. Christianity in front of someone, and that might happen to you too. 
Depends mm. on the person. Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I think Tom Cruise would defend Scientology because he like is under literal threat of potential blackmail if he doesn't. I, I'm not saying you know, may, I, who's to say? I don't know I mean, if it's pre- blackmail when they purposefully groom new wives for him. Yeah, that could that could literally be like a like I mean he could just be a weak man like I'm not saying like you know like he could be like well as long as I'm stuck in this prison like I guess um, mm. I'm just saying I don't know it sounds like from some of that stuff like I don't know if he's like so crazy that he like I don't know maybe I'm wrong maybe he genuinely believes in it if he does then um, then then more power to him. Um, but I still think we should get him on the horn for this Mission Impossible Muppet idea. He just I voices th- all the lines. Yeah, exactly. That's every can... Muppet. Not just his. Oh, I guess it is only his Muppet, actually. That's the <laughs> secret of the second part of the final uh, Mission Impossible movie duology is uh, the second one he gets turned into a Muppet at the beginning. <laughs> Some Russian scientist runs a crazy experiment. <laughs> he wakes up as a Muppet. He's got 24 <laughs> hours to save the rest of the world from being turned into Muppets. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Joseph Stalin knew he was going to die, so he had Soviet scientists research immortality. <laughs> the only way they could figure it out was by transferring his consciousness into Puppet. He has been running a puppet government as a puppet for the last 50 years. <laughs> Jim Henson's real name is Vladimir Nostovich. He was the scientist who discovered this formula and used it to craft his own miniature task force. We mean miniature literally. They were called the Fraggle Rocks. Muppet is a Soviet is a Russian word that actually means death squad. <laughs> They're all just sleeper agents waiting They're for their all... activation phrase. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's something. I'm never going to look at Miss Piggy the same way again. <laughs> Knowing she's just a Soviet secret agent. Oh, she doesn't know either. She will. Oh, yeah. but... But then there's no point. If she knows, there's no point. Well, what do you think happens when you activate the agent? Well, yeah, but you can't know before. Are you saying she oh, knows yeah. before? That's why I said she will know. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, she'll find out. Yeah, she'll find out the same time we do. <laughs> I see, I see. And then America will fall. <laughs> to the Muppets. There yeah. is no blood, only felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's felt does not uh, bleed. Felt does not grow hungry. Felt does not feel remorse. Felt endures. Felt <laughs> survives. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, your I blood love- will rise up around you into lakes and rivers and streams, washing away your sins, your dirt, your ne- your failures. And as you're drowning, you will look <laughs> up at us and cry out, "Help us!" And we will say, "Today's show is brought to you by the letter H." <laughs> For hell on earth. <laughs> Just like um do you guys know like the moving moving right along 
by the like loose and the fancy free. Yeah, that one. So it's like a, it's like that, but it's like a montage of like like the Red Dawn. You know what I mean? <laughs> like all the people parachuting, but it's the it's the puppets. It's it's Muppets, and they're like parachuting in like uh, <laughs> in this, all, all over America. And the backpacks all have faces. <laughs> go 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 go! Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Lock and load, boys. <laughs> Holy shit! They took out the electrical. This fire fight brought to you by the letter A for air raid. <laughs> We're getting overrun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually yeah, we came up with like. This is like three genius movie ideas. This is like, are they? Yeah, the ghost, the animated ghost in the shell with all Muppets, um, the Tom Cruise Muppet one, and then this one, and then like 19- Red Dawn. Then what was nineteen seventeen? Was that the war film? Nineteen, yeah, that's the war. But puppets. <laughs> that one would be. How would you do that one? Because that I one's so seen the movie. I just oh my a war God. movie. You should see. You should see 1917. That movie's good. I guess. I guess a one shot. To be fair, actually, a one shot movie with Muppets would be really interesting. James I have Bond, no but he's a Muppet. Wait, who? I feel like that's been done. James Bond, but he's a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> it's Daniel Craig. Does he get to? Oh. <laughs> It's absolutely a realistic <laughs> Daniel Craig Bond, but he's, it's not even a humanoid Muppet. It's like fuzzy green Muppet. And he's <laughs> what walking if Daniel out the Craig's beach. the only, what if he's the only human in everybody else in the movie's Muppets? Oh, that's funny. He's yes, going to have to have. Only if they're all, only if he's a small Muppet, but the buildings and everything else are people sized. Wait, the Daniel Craig bit? Yeah, I want to, I want so I want Daniel Craig James Bond to be the only human. Okay. Everyone else is Muppets, but none of the vehicles, buildings, or tools change their size either. So they're running through these hallways, and Daniel Craig is small, running after this Muppet, but the doorways are massive. <laughs> Wait, why? They both why pick would... up the guns, and they're using both hands to hold the gun because it's just too big. <laughs> I don't know if that one would work logistically, but I could see it. It could be a short, I think. I I mean, I like the idea of, like, Daniel Craig, like, the, the 007, like, um, you know, the music picks up. He's, he's in some, like, some bar and, you know, some, some, some lounge in Paris or Moscow or whatever. And he goes to the bar and he orders a drink and he, he's looking around and it's a whole bunch of like, you know, young, wealthy people. And he looks down the bar and then he sees a Muppet looking at him. She flips her hair back. Yeah, exactly. I was imagining he's sitting there on the beach, like enjoying the sun and a shadow <laughs> falls over the, the shadow of a, like a serving tray falls over him and the glass <laughs> is set down. He takes it and looks up to thank whoever gave it to him. And it's a, Muppet standing there and he invites her to join him. <laughs> but it's like it's not humanoid, it's like one of the ones whose like mouth like flaps open, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean they all flap like a, open. No, but I mean the like humanoid ones. 
Oh, that's true. They do kind of like, they all kind of flap open. The top of their head just kind of goes back. Yeah. (laughs) God damn. I'm picturing like the end of The Dark Knight Rises, but with Muppets. (laughs) It's like Michael Caine. um, Why do we lose the phone? And Anne Hathaway are all Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) That would actually actually be kind of cute, almost. That would be kind of. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to. Um, I'm thinking of like this the is kind of sad. The main characters are all bat are all Muppets, but everyone else is human. So the nuke is going off, and Muppet Batman is flying away in his plane. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of the bit where uh, it's like Michael Caine, where he's like weeping, like he's like starting to cry over like Bruce, like Bruce's grave or whatever, like next to his parents. He's like, "Oh, who protect you?" and uh, he like if he's a Muppet, he does the thing where it's like you know, like Kermit will do the thing where his mouth like pulls in. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they curl the fingers so that the mouth like cinches yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so sad. That would be kind of sad, but it, it, I think it it look a little funny, maybe like a little funny. Well, like earlier if in the movie at the masquerade ball, where Bruce Wayne is there, <laughs> and he says he is in costume. Oh, the Muppet uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne. It's Muppet Bruce Wayne standing there saying he is in costume. <laughs> and he's I, at like attracts knee height. Yeah. I am in costume. Oh, yeah. No, that would be. Um, uh... Is Bane a Muppet? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I think I think a regular size Bane fighting a Muppet sized Bruce Wayne would be. <laughs> Or Batman would be really funny. <laughs> he goes to break Batman's back, and it's supposed to be like like a big over the thing. He just like kind of like pulls a little bit. Yeah, it's and like it zooms in, and you see the stitching along his back tear a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what would break first: your mind or your inseam. <laughs> Uh, and then the doctor in the prison is actually just like a toy maker. Yeah, that actually be really good though. <laughs> and the reason he's the first one that's able to climb out is because he's just got that extra reach as a muppet. Oh yeah, he can actually like just he's small uh... enough to stand on the ledges, and then his arms are just long enough that from those ledges he can get out. Yeah, and instead of him landing like like very odd. Uh... Like ru- like gracefully or even roughly, they just do the thing where it's like they clearly just threw the puppet like on the other platform. <laughs> yeah. plat- <laughs> he can even do that the first couple times he fails. Yeah. <laughs> you see him fall, and he's just like, from- <laughs> yeah. There's an Dude, outlaw cameo. About, in that movie, if you fell like that, you would probably break your neck or something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's no way, and his back was already broken. He literally, he should, he like should have died. Like, no, no, that's the secret. His back didn't actually get fixed by the doctor. He just told Bruce it was fixed, and when Bruce tried to climb out, it pushed it back in the other direction. Oh, oh, uh, he's just been working on placebo the whole time. Yeah. Now there's some medicine for you. There's some. How's that for? Yeah, doctors note or whatever. I mean, I like how they set up in the beginning of that movie that, like, hey, you have zero cartilage in your knees, so you're fucked. And then it never comes back up again. 
No, yeah. They give him some, like, robotic leg braces to kind of help with that and then hand wave it. Yeah, that seems like... I will say The Dark Knight Rises, I think, is the weakest Nolan movie in terms of, like, realism. Like, Batman Begins is pretty rigorous. Dark Knight is, like, the perfect blend of, like, movie and, like, a, a realistic take. Uh, and then, like, and then like uh, The Dark Knight um, Rises. Oh, did, did I already say The Dark Knight Rises? I told Whatever. You. The Dark Knight is perfect blend of movie and realistic takes. And then The Dark Knight Rises is, like, it's a little more movie. Because that scene is, like, you're right. Like, in, a, in an earlier movie, like, it would have been a lot more. But I think that scene is more just to set up, like your body is like really broken and like, you're not, you're not, you probably shouldn't, whatever you're thinking of doing, you probably shouldn't be doing it. And then, but then he does it anyway, RJ defiance. And that, that's what sets up the whole movie. He's gotta, you know, he's gotta give it up. He's gotta leave it behind. Right. And he saves puppet Gotham. And he saves. Yes. He say, do the Muppets have a city? Uh, is there it's connect- called New York. Muppets? They took Manhattan. Slash Hollywood. It's theirs now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> During the, the the first Muppet uprising, <laughs> they took Manhattan. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot. The Muppet rebellions when uh, during the, the the initial drafts of the Civil War when they part were upset. The, uh, part of the the peace treaty to help the North win that war was ge- allowing the Muppets to keep Manhattan as their own. <laughs> free city state <laughs> i see i see so the muppets take manhattan with sort of a meta historical retelling yeah. of their earlier conquest um they're kind of just thrown it in our fate <laughs> well that, again right. that's how the north won the war was by not having to fight a war on three fronts the south refused to recognize puppet sovereignty i see Man, one day, one day. Recommend- we should do some media recommendations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, we get what? so much mileage. We did get a lot of mileage out of those puppets. <laughs> Good puppets. Good. They're Muppets, RJ. They're not puppets. They're Muppets. Our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who would like to start? acknowledge that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't hear it. He's just not going to acknowledge the the debate about what constitutes a Muppet. Oh, well... A Muppet is a type of puppet. Continue. All right. Fair enough. <clears throat> yeah, who's got... Okay. Okay, I've I've got one. I could go. go. Okay, so this is kind of like... This is going to be a little dated, kind of, but... And I would bet money somebody recommended this, but I don't know for sure. Um, I watched for the first time la- over the past weekend. I watched the Batman. Oh yeah. yeah! Has anyone here seen it? Yep, that's the new one, right? Yep, that is the new with Mr. Yeah, yeah. Pattinson. So you guys have have you guys you guys both seen it? Yeah. Yep. So I watched it for the first time over the weekend, um, and I know this came out like earlier in twenty twenty. Yeah, like March or right? something. No, it must uh, be September. That's February. I know my months. <laughs> but I, uh, I actually, I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did find it a little, 
uh, driftless from time to time. Um, I, I am super spoiled by the Nolan movies. Like those are the ones that I hold, uh, not just like superhero movies, but honestly, quite a quite a bit of other films that deal with like a heavy plot, kind of up to. And I don't think those one this one like quite reached it, but I don't think it, it wasn't really going for something like that. So I kind of shelved those like preconceptions while I was watching it. Um, it honestly, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. It reminded me almost like it seemed like they were trying to do a kind of modern take on the Tim Burton uh, movies because Gotham is very gothic. It's very like dark. It's very grim. Um, it's but also there's very something run down in terms of like halted construction projects it, it it is it's like it feels broken and sort of like off kilter um and there's something sort of quote-unquote like gritty and realistic about the world but there's also something to me that still felt like very it felt like a modern comic book like it felt very um vivid and colorful and sort of like what did you think of the time the length oh i i Okay, I thought the ending piece dragged on a little bit, and I thought too. Um, I, I I really liked Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler, but I thought as well like I wish I had gotten more information on sort of his plan, and that there were you would think for a character that is so where he was meticulous and thinks things through that his sorts of like there would be repetition and there would be like um, more instances of him setting things up or we get little hints and clues and stuff like that. But there wasn't. Um, and I thought kind of stuff like that made the movie. It didn't, I don't think the movie felt long necessarily, but I don't think it needed to be as long as it was. Um, okay. Like, I don't know why, but for some reason I was thinking in the one scene where they find the Riddler at um, in the in the diner, I was like, it would have been kind of cool if we had like because it, it's hinted almost that that's the diner basically across from his place. It's like, oh, that would be kind of cool if if we had seen him there a few other times, like if he had been there watching one of another part of his like plan folding out or um or even if like a, like bruce wayne had like wandered in there or something like that in like incognito and was just like hanging out like for whatever reason like maybe he's like <clears throat> doing some detective work or just walking around like i don't know but some kind of interaction with our character even like um even um um zoe kravitz's character even selena kyle if she had like wandered in that diner um, one of the nights after coming back from the club and like had an interaction with him, that would have been kind of interesting. A um, little bit of dramatic irony and tension. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, I, I liked uh, Pattinson's iteration. I love the idea of a Batman who just beats the crap out of people. I think that's really funny. Um, and I think it's like very fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I really um, I liked this kind of like I, I uh, kind of neon gothic take. Um, so I enjoyed it. I, I would I would recommend, and I would say it's it's a good movie for a rainy day. Um, really quick, what what did you guys think of it? 
Uh, my I'll, I recommended it on a previous episode when I first watched it, but my sure. two cents from then was one. I did not realize going in how long it was going to be, so mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised when I got out and I was like, "Oh shit, that was three hours!" Like it didn't feel like it. Um, hmm. and then my second one was I appreciated the development in Batman as a character over the course of the move, like to the end point of the movie. Um, particularly with the, how, like, he handled children, because one of the comic books kind of have, like, two paths you go with Batman. One is the dark, brooding, uber-prepper, can beat anybody given enough prep time, and is super emo, like, fuck everything, fuck the world, fuck you, I'm the fucking Batman! (laughs) But the other path you can take and take very well is the Bruce Wayne doesn't want anyone to experience what he did. That's why he Mm. takes in Robins in some iterations is like Wonder Woman one time accuses him of you. Why did you take, you took in Robin what to turn him into you. And his response was so that he wouldn't become me like, so he takes in these sidekicks and develops the bat family because he's trying to help others be better than him. He cares about people. He cares about kids. He doesn't want kids to be orphaned. So, and he's, he understands, like, he needs to put the fear in criminals. But he's got to be a protector to everyone else. It can't be everyone fears me. So, like, one of the images that gets passed around the internet is him at like they're at a daycare or something and the justice league is talking to all the parents and batman is bending down helping a little girl with her puzzle like and that's the kind of the direct they swung him from one from the dark brooding batman over to the i'm here to help other people batman which i really appreciated I did like the scene, like him that, that i can't remember exactly how the scene goes but him basically just like you know, you see the kid and then you think of it as like the kids, you realize like, oh, the kid's father died. And then you're like, oh, that's why he's like so focused on this kid because he sees like himself in that. And it's like uh, he has some line where he's like, if I if I can't um, like if I can't do something here, then there's like no point um, to anything. Like there's no point to any of this, um, which I thought was interesting. But John, what do you think? I thought it was pretty good overall. Um, as to length, I can't really speak to it because I watched it in three different sittings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it is so long. Um, so it was mm. hard to find three hours at the time. But yeah, I thought it was a fine movie. thought it was good. Would recommend. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit, for some reason, some of the colors and the action reminds me of like Batman, like Arkham City. Reminds me... It, it reminds me of a video game, but like not in a bad way, if that makes any sense. But mm. yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend it for sure. I like the scene at the beginning where there's like that gang in the train station, whatever. Yeah. And he that just appears out of the shadows and pulls <laughs> yeah. through him. <laughs> I just love to, yeah, I do too. I, I just loved like realizing like um, them just like. Like they're laughing at first, and then the one guy comes up, and he just eviscerates him, and then they start to get like scared, and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is great." 
yeah, you can really start seeing him use fear as a tool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was an interesting Bruce Bruce Wayne. I mean, like, I was also comparing it to the Christian Bale one, so it's a tough comparison. It is. I like him. I do. I kind of like Pattinson's whole, like, moody, gothic, but still, like, it's he's not he's not just like brooding like rj you're really right like he does have this like emotional core to him that's pretty cool that's pretty pretty substantive too but yeah that's my recommendation the batman the batman <sighs> is he wearing hockey pants <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what's the difference between you and me i'm not wearing hockey pants <laughs> What? What'd you say? <laughs> what, what? Wait. <laughs> I can't. Uh, the college humor Batman sketches. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Helicopters. <laughs> Helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> what comes out of the barrel of a gun? Is that helicopters? That's what I said. <laughs> Injustice. <laughs> uh. All right, that's all I got. I'm just stolen for time because RJ's muted. Oh my god, is he? Oh no. RJ, no. Peek behind the curtain here, gentle audience. Yeah, RJ is currently muted. (laughs) How the show gets. I guess I'll go. I kind of wish RJ was here um, because I've discovered the media recommendation meta. Are you ready for this? We're about to redefine how we recommend media every week. I'm excited. All right. Lay it on me. Okay. My recommendation for this week is last week's episode of Better Buddies. Whoa. <laughs> this is bold. All It'll right. always be current. I'll never have recommended last week's by the time I recommend this week's, you know? This that didn't is, make any sense. <laughs> we just put ourselves in a time loop. Oh my god! Now we're never gonna escape Samsara. Um, right. Okay. All right. So you're. You, this is a genuine recommendation. You're recommending last week's Better Buddies. Oh, I I do have something else. But in truth, okay. last week's episode was a banger. Oh wow! Um, so I I think I I don't know. I just started posting these on Mondays. Actually, what? Sorry, I had a work thing to handle. When do you oh, post episodes now? Episodes go up on Friday, but I forget to post the like social links until Mondays. Okay, so last last week's not a movie podcast to episode one forty four banger episode. Thank you. Bang. Thank banger. you. Yeah, that's that's very kind. So yeah, I was telling James RJ that I've redefined the recommendation meta. Oh. Every week, we can safely recommend last week's episode of this podcast. And it will never be a repeat recommendation. Accurate. That's a safe, safe bet. <laughs> That's Brilliant. also a really good, like, back of the pocket, like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot something for this week. I, <laughs> I genuinely can't believe I, I didn't think of that. That is actually a pretty good job. It only took us 146 weeks. So, <laughs> Are we bad at what we do? <laughs> <laughs> that's so brilliant but anyway 
earth-shattering revelations aside, uh, my real recommendation is Atlantis Lost Empire, which hey. I know you both love. Oh my gosh, this is even better. Yeah, what's... Yeah. yeah. But I... So I stumbled across a clip on YouTube the other day, and I was like, well, gotta watch the whole movie now. Yes. And it's yeah. been many years since I watched it, but it absolutely holds up. I Such keep a seeing a, movie. Uh, a <sighs> Tumblr post clip thing of, like, Atlantis The Lost Empire is functionally if you took all of the workplace comedy tropes and threw them into a adventure narrative. That's accurate, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty accurate. So, when will I, Milo Jim the camera? Actually, he probably does. I think he does. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, like, so, when they create the bridge in, like, 10 seconds, 11 tops. When, when So, on rewatch, is there anything you, like, noticed or rediscovered? discovered or anything like that um where you're like oh my gosh or kind of what were your thoughts as you're as you're rewatching this i don't know if i remembered it super well it's a lot shorter than i thought it's only like an hour and 40 minutes maybe wow i learned something new about atlantis the other week so uh when milo is meeting with the old professor dude to yeah. like get his pro get the research funded Mm -hmm. In the fish tank are cola cans. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, if if the if the internet is correct, the time period the movie takes place in is like fifty years before they were found or some shit. It was not that long, but it was definitely before they were officially discovered. Okay, like five years. Yeah, somewhere in that range. It's pretty neat. As like, a, and it was, a, it was supposed to be a sign of like. Hey, this is a guy who genuinely knows things that people think don't exist do exist. So he's got to make sure Milo's like authentically and enthusiastic. Yeah, I thought it was crazy how he like put together that whole expedition. Yeah, <laughs> everything's all prepared. I just need you to say yes. <laughs> I. I love that. I love the idea that he's like he's almost been like waiting for somebody and he's like pretty sure that Milo's the guy, but he does have to put him through that like like test of um I almost wish like I almost wish there was a little bit more of a, a of a face put on like that Whitmore puts on where he's like either pretending to be crazy or pretending to Oh no, he does do that he for does. a little bit. Because don't does, people already uh, think he's crazy? Yeah. Um, people, uh, well, people think he's crazy. That's like his face. And then when he meets Milo, he's very dismissive uh, from what I remember. He's very like, heard it was just much stories and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like kind of throwing out all these things. Like he's just kind of this dismissive old man who like found this like book that he knows is like kind of historical, but that doesn't really understand or care. And then it's like, um, then when Milo is like, I will stake everything on this. I'll rent a rowboat. Yeah. And he's like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Uh, um, but yeah. Nice. Don, do you have a favorite part of the movie? Or favorite character. Or favorite character. I mean, you gotta go with Vinny, right? Oh, Vinny you gotta. The explosive sex expert. Ooh. Vinny's. Vinny's and, good. Uh, 
I mean, pretty good. the whole crew is pretty good. Yeah. I didn't really like Mole on the rewatch. Really? <laughs> I didn't really get anything out of his character. It's like, mm. oh, this annoying guy doesn't want him to sleep on his piles of dirt. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a little bit of the, the you throw him in there for kids kind of a little yeah. just a little i do think i do think he does have some bits that are like a, a little funny i like him burrowing down into the dirt um to sleep <laughs> like, i think that's funny um the idea that he's just this crazy dirty french like minor um but yeah yeah i also like at the end when they're all like blinged out from the money they made Oh yeah, it's like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, what did you find? Nothing. Rocks, fish, little fish. <laughs> what happened to Captain Rourke? He, he went been, home. Yeah. Well, he got transmogrified and then exploded. Nope. <laughs> uh, he's missing too. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's great. Um. Oh, it's so good. That sub scene might be one of the best sequences of animation Disney's ever done. Um, the the Leviathan attack and all that. It's mm, just dude. so... I forgot like how devastating of a loss that was to the adventuring party. Like They lost the I, entire sub. They lose like almost everyone. They lose yeah. like like the whole thing. <laughs> oh, see, and I always, I always remember the fireflies. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about yeah. those until... Um, <laughs> the rewatch honestly it always stuck with me because it's such a i think particularly because it's like a kid catching fireflies is such a fun thing and then to pervert that by having like hey here's this innocent thing and they're like whatever they don't care for the most part and then things just start going up in flame yeah but isn't that isn't it kind of like explained later that they're like um because because milo like finds them again and i think it's like uh it's like implied that they only do that as like a defense mechanism, like when they feel threatened. Still, um, still though, it is pretty terrifying—a pretty terrifying something concept. that should be innocent and harmless <laughs> destroys the <laughs> it, camp. It sets it on fire. Yeah, I yeah. love when he's running through the camp and he's like, "Fire, fire!" And then it like cuts to Rourke and he's like in his tent and he's like, "I'm gonna kill that kid." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's such a great little, 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 little dark joke. Um, the uh, the who's not dead sound off is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's great. I'm going to try and get through my recommendation a little quickly. Yeah, it's you. My recommendation this week is The Crow. Oh, my God. The movie The Crow? Yes. Okay, I've never seen this it movie is, before. It, it's very 90s. Um, it is based on a graphic novel. And it is a uh, story that is, some would argue, cursed. As people who try to do things involving the story end up either worse off or dead. Uh, the, main a- the main character, the actor, died from a miss like misset mispropped misused prop gun on the set that was actually a real gun with a real bullet but the film itself is based on a graphic novel story 
Uh, it's a revenge story. The uh, man and his fiance get attacked on what is known as Devil's Night. It's the night before Halloween when there's a bunch of arson and they get attacked and uh, they die. A year later, he comes back as a spirit e kind of thing, brought back to life to get revenge. And he's got supernatural powers and he goes on his revenge spree, taking out the thugs who attacked him and his wife. In the meantime, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters is a cop. And he's trying to get bust these guys too and is chasing after the killer and like right on the trail and is that like he's too good for the force because he's not corrupt and he's uh he's got bumped off detective down to like just a regular badge because he he tried to keep a case open that they wanted to sweep under the rug. The music is very uh, Blade Runner esque. But it's real fun. Uh it's def it was one of those ones that after the actor's death I want to say Paramount dropped it and it got picked up by Miramax. And it's very like I said very 90s dark revenge story but pretty pretty well done. Pretty fun. Did you have any um favorite parts or anything like really that stuck out to you? Um I think the thing that stuck out to me was going in I expected it to be a little more grim than it was. It has a very dark aesthetic, and it's mm-hmm. violent, but it is not a pessimistic movie. Um, I mean, there's one, like, he's he's out for revenge, but, the, like, him and his fiance, there's this kid that they were basically taken care of because the kid's mom didn't pay enough attention to her, wasn't a good mom. And so it, when a year later, like, he runs into the kid again, and she's like, oh, it is you, and you're back, and he, in trying to take out one of the guys that killed him, like, the crook is with her mom, and her mom's drug addicted, and he kills the guy, but then cures her addiction, and, like, flushes her system. So, she goes home, and it tries to, like, make breakfast for the kid, and the kid is initially, like, Oh, what happened to you? Where's my, where's, where's the real you? And it's, it's a really actually like, I'd say a pretty realistic scene of her. The mom's like, I know I'm not the best mom, but I'm trying. Like the, the breakdown of like, this is what I know moms are supposed to do is make you breakfast. But I'm not good at this. Please recognize that I'm trying to reach out. And the kid, like, accepts it and is like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe maybe we, maybe we can have breakfast. Hmm. So, yeah. And again, like, the dialogue, too, like, it's... He's unkillable because he's, like, undead. So it's not comedic, but it's, not, it's a lighter tone than you'd expect for someone on this dark revenge track. Like, he's not out to kill cops... He runs away, and one of the fun things about the movie is I would argue you can watch it either accepting or denying the supernatural elements. Like, if you watch the movie, the narrator the narrator at the beginning is the kid. So you've got an unreliable narrator, and whenever he's around, like, real people, there's always plausible ways he could have done the quote-unquote supernatural stuff. Like, there's one instance where he... He shows up at the cop's apartment, 
And the cop's like, how'd you get in here? And he's like, uh, I got in. Or no, I don't think the cop, the cop doesn't even ask him how he got in. They just start having the conversation. And the cop's like, how are you, how are you going to leave? And he's like, oh, I was going to leave by the front door. <laughs> the supernatural guy's walking out your front door. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm walking here. Oh, hey, out your front movie, door. Later in the movie, the police are chasing him. And he's running across the rooftops and trying to get away. And they shoot him. Or they shoot at him. And he's, he's dodging. And the, the one good cop like pulls up in his car. And he's like, get in! And he gets in. Like, he's supposed to be invincible. Why is he worried about the cops shooting him? Why, why does he need to get in this guy's car to get away from the cops? Hmm. So there's lots of little stuff that like... You can... You can watch it and fully take it as just this guy went vigilante that's interesting but yeah it's movie week with three movie recommendations not a movie podcast three heck yeah we're back <laughs> and we have about two to three minutes if we want to stick to an hour to give advice whoa Ooh. Uh, our, so our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week, what is your response to, quote, all men are the same slash trash, trash slash stupid, end quote. With the further details, I work in a predominantly female workplace, and my coworkers will often complain to me about a husband slash boyfriend or a son, and I end up awkwardly nodding in agreement, but it still feels insulting. Supposedly asked by a man. Theoretically, yes. Let's see. I mean, the same? No. Trash, stupid? Sure. Everybody's trash and stupid. (laughs) (laughs) In their own special way. Yeah. Exactly. Which makes us all the same in some way. Ironically. (laughs) Paradoxically. The common human element is that we're all trash and we're all stupid. (laughs) But in our own... Ways, which is why our diversity makes us fine. <laughs> <Wait>. Right. <laughs> I agree. We are all the same, therefore our diversity makes us strong. Yeah, We exactly. run out each other's shortcomings. We're all differently stupid and trashy. Um, and it's the fact that we're all differently stupid and trashy that makes us similar. It's, you know, it's, it's a real... High concept. This is basically Plato, you know. Um, this is a this is really pessimistic, uh, but solvable solution to my gripe with it. Because I, I, it hasn't happened uh, often as often as it used to, but I, f- it really gets on my nerves the whole like men ain't shit kind of talk, you know. Because like I, I get it, I know yeah. where it's coming from. I know it's coming from hurt people and hurt people hurt people, but like. I'm right here. Like, I'm right here. And I can yes. name off, like, at least ten other men who are decent good men. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I, I do think, to be fair, there's, like, you know, like, there are parts of guys that, like, really do suck. I mean, you look at a yeah. lot of these structures, you look at a lot of the structures... A lot of the like 
social conventions, a lot of the stuff that like men have been done, invented, and built. Toxic masculinity. It's like impressive, but at the same time, it's like, wow, wow, you guys like really abuse this, like really abuse this. Um, There's some guys who can't cop to that at all, but and they're the worst. Um, But I totally agree where it's like, I don't know, it like it sounds, it's not quite the same as like some guys who are like making the the women in the kitchen jokes but it's it's pretty kind they're kind of like next door neighbors I, they're not in the same house I but they're the kind phrasing too close for comfort yeah it's, it's not it's the same getting, and there's different yeah. like historical contexts and personal histories behind why people say those things yes but it starts to veer into territory i don't i, I want to i don't want to get too close to you know yeah yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally agree. I think the only uh, appropriate response is to make an incredibly sexist joke back. <laughs> yes, that classic de-escalation policies. Yes, it exactly. definitely won't get you an HR Expert. meeting. Usually, <laughs> usually assured destruction. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We going can't to Defcon get fired if we're all going to get fired. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it's just never mind. I'm not gonna make that joke. If you guys heard of the <laughs> quiet quitting thing going around, oh yeah, quiet quitting is where. Um, what is a? Basically, it's just doing your job exactly and not going above and beyond, and people view that as quiet quitting. Which, like, I would argue, uh, no, quiet quitting is doing less than the minimum, and hoping you don't get fired. <laughs> Yeah, you would assume it's coasting until you get fired. Yeah. No, it's just doing your job to the letter. (laughs) Which, like, is technically the bare minimum, but there's also varying degrees of, like, what doing your job and meeting requirements are, and it definitely varies by field. Like, I will put out there, I'm blessed to work in a work environment where they straight up tell us all the time of, look... We understand one of your job description pieces is other duties as assigned, but we also understand we're not here to make you work more than 40 hours a week, so if you need to flex your time to balance out between two weeks, flex that time. And we also say, too, like, pro- like that productivity culture, like that culture that comes from, like, I, I think at least, like, that culture that comes from, like, Gary V types or even, like, um... I know this is like maybe too too topical almost, but like the Andrew Tate types where it's like Whoa, 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 whoa. That's hot off the press this week, James. I, I know, man. I know. That's <laughs> we're talking that? about current issues. Honestly, I didn't even know until he got banned from everything. I knew I had heard about him occasionally and then like I watched a couple of his videos today and I was like, I get why this guy is popular. Who um, is it? Andrew Tate. Yeah. He's he's like basically like um a former like kickboxer guy who wears like uh expensively tinted sunglasses and smokes cigars and basically talks about how he has a lot of money. He's basically Dan do you know who Dan Bilzerian is? I was gonna say he that so he's the new Dan Bilzerian? Basically is he's kinda like Dan Bilzerian two except he's like 
younger and he's found a, a much more he's tapped into a much wider audience um and he's building himself like uh dan bilzerian was always more of like look at my lifestyle look how unattainable this is like andrew tate is much more like math like I'm a man and you should want to be a man. And like, this you is what it is too. If the women and minorities weren't preventing you from having it. Yeah. Like Gross. very, like, don't be like, don't be weak. Like, um, like your girl wants you to choke her. Like <laughs> just like yeah, al- the quote unquote Jeez. alpha male bullshit. Yeah. Sigma male bullshit. <laughs> I was, oh, I, was I did like, not realize there was a level above alpha. Oh no, RJ. Sigma transcends the hierarchy. Sigma, Sigma males. That it's grind set, my man. You, you're beyond the periphery of any social structure. You're, you know, you're just doing you. It's, it's, it's the ultimate form. They're the chads of the, uh, the Greek letter tribe. Um, no, but Andrew, I was watching one of his videos actually today, and. Um, it, it was called uh, the the bad things about being rich. And I'm not gonna lie. Again, I see the appeal to this guy because he there's there's some part of him that I I think is like I don't know really how to say this. Like I think is sort of like genuinely proud of what he's accomplished in his life, and he just wants to talk about it. But he does it. It's being rendered in this way where he it's so like. It's so just filtered through this like personal philosophy of being like always being masculine and always doing all this shit. And he's talking about like, yeah, one of my biggest problems about being rich is like FOMO. Like I could be at a place in Monaco. Someone wants me to go to Santorini. It's like, fuck, I know I could be having more fun there because I'm having 99 percent fun here, but I could be having 100 percent fun in Santorini. So it's like, yeah, so I'll hop on a jet and go to Santorini. And it's like, you should want that. You should want these problems. And I'm like, dude, this is like, <laughs> this is insane. You're crazy. You're like, this is pathological. Um, I'm happy that you're happy, like, making all this fucking money and, like, these cars and talking about, like, like getting all these different women in your DMs who, you know, whatever. But it's like, oh, my God, because he's broadcasting this stuff to, like, kids, like 10, oh. 10 14 year olds. Like, he, he's like a cooler, edgier version of Joe Rogan for a new generation, basically. It's okay. Sad. But I forgot why I was talking about that. But, yeah, he's like he's actually wrapping around to the original question. He's an example of one of those guys where it's like, yeah, that, that guy is, that guy does kind of suck a little bit. I don't think he's a bad person. I haven't met him, so I can't say for sure if, whether he's good or bad, but he, there's a part of him where it's like, yeah, that's all, but, all current indicators are pointing to how about no. Yeah. <laughs> Slap that big red button. Yeah. How about no? Um, but yeah. Uh, All right. Our next question. And this might be the last one. We're, we're starting mm-hmm. to really go over time. Uh, yeah. Had a friend ask me if coffee was an acquired taste or if I've always liked it. I don't remember ever not liking it. What about you? I used to not like it. I had it when I was a kid and I, I didn't like it. Acquired it was definitely taste. an acquired taste. I would also say an acquired taste. I don't I don't drink coffee. I stop at tea. 
if you want to start drinking coffee, here's what you do. You start with those, quote-unquote, basic friggin' milkshake coffee, like, frappuccino, whatever they are. I don't know coffee terms. Get over it. Um, but, like, the shit with the caramel wow. sauce or the, the pumpkin spice. You get the good You're flavors. You're very judgy about coffee today. I'm not judgy. <laughs> I, this is how I started. <laughs> the words you're using are judgy. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I judge people who are judgy about coffee. That's that's where the judginess is coming from. Because you get those coffee snobs who are like, mm, it's got to be the finest, purest bean from Colombia. And if you add any of the flavorings or extra sugar or creamer, it's not coffee. And it's like, fuck that. It's got coffee beans in it. It's got caffeine. That shit's coffee. It's in folders. I'm just very aggressive about my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta drink my joe drink my cup of mud in the morning you know but like that's how i got to drinking coffee. coffee with like sugar and cream was drinking the like milkshake plus coffee type drinks mm-hmm. plus they taste good this is sure they taste pretty darn good yeah i don't know why i've just never gotten into the world of coffee it seems like an expensive thing to do yeah i i used to drink it actually pretty regularly for maybe a year or two and then i i sort of stopped because it i realized at one point i i just felt kind of crappy on it so i just kind of gradually took myself off um i'll still have a cup every now and then an espresso is amazing mm. um but yeah I try and limit my coffee consumption just because caffeine is one of those things I know, like, if I start getting the high doses of it, I'm going to get headaches. And yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, plus, then I get dependent on it, and I gotta have, like, my weekly coffee or whatever. But it is something that, like, during the winter months or the school year, I'll tend to be on it more because, like, I'm, it helps me get through the work week. But it should it's usually only, like, once a week or something. I'm also weird, too, though, and, like, I'll get iced coffee any time of the year. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't want to have to weird. wait for it to cool down. That's not weird. It's tasty. Yeah, but I'm walking, like, across <laughs> campus with it in the snow. Yeah. I Also, I just have had a revelation, boys. Yeah? What? You know the phrase, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee? Yeah. Yeah. That is the most powerful thing a non-coffee drinker can say. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn, 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 damn. Trust So, yeah, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. I'll let right. you know in six months when I have well, another cup of coffee. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll put a note on the calendar when we can have you on the show again next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Life hack. You never want to talk to anyone ever again. Just say that and swear off coffee. Ooh, get a mug that says that, but then hold it upside down so they know there can't be anything in it. Yeah. Carry around an empty mug. Yep. A power move. All right. Thank you both for joining this week. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. There was, there was. I was waiting for James. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to the band Problem Problem of Interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album "Cross Off Yesterday." You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. 
You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on Facebook, Better Buddies. We got our Meme Mondays and our Icebreaker Questions. Uh, and on Twitter, at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. You, James. Man, I'm in the Big Apple. <gasps> How is it? Reasonably sized apple. The reasonably, the, the appropriately sized apple.